0: all right all right all right now welcome back and if this is your first time thank you for stopping by thank you for checking out my channel and thank you for listening as far as you um shall get with my quirky little world um if you're returning thank you for returning please make sure that you um guys show some love if possible like subscribe share, comment, whatever the case may be, I would definitely appreciate all the support um, that I can get so it is technically one twenty-two in the morning so it is technically Friday morning instead of Thursday night I for some particular reason cannot sleep Um, I'm guessing it's an insomnia night which is not a cool thing, because usually means the next day I'm not going to be feeling good. Um, it's just all in all a not um, good day, which I'm hoping that that is not the scenario. So I decided since I'm up, and I'm really technically not doing anything but just watching some scary movies, because Whenever I do get into my depressive state recently, I've noticed that um, if I do watch scary movies, which I'm not really, like, a, I'm a scary cat. I'm a chicken, okay? I'm a little punk. I need to have somebody watch them with me, and I don't have anybody because my kids are not into them. My oldest can't hear it because it gives you nightmares. The middle one... He'll get nightmares as well, but he can hear it. Um, He just is not really into it. And the little one, obviously, she's too little. So it leaves me with... Sorry, not being able to watch them. So normally when I get into that really dark stage, I try to watch them to keep my mind off of things. But for some particular reason tonight, I just... I don't know. It's like my brain is everywhere, but nowhere, if that makes sense which is probably not going to make sense to you guys. Um, I'm not going to lie, because it still kind of doesn't make sense to me, (laughs) and it's my brain. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, I keep yawning. Yet before I decided to record, I was not yawning at all. So I was just on my Instagram. Well, not my Instagram, because my personal Instagram is separate from... The single parent mental illness one, but I was just on a single parent mental illness Instagram, and I follow um, Living with Lilac. Um, her mom has. Well, Lilac is um, she has autism. Her twin sister doesn't, but she does. <gasps> uh, sorry, the yawning is like annoying me, so I know it has to be annoying you. She's like so beautiful. I mean, I just, like, I like watching her And her smile is just, like, so amazing Um, Watching her makes me appreciate My 2 high functioning a lot more Because there's a couple of things I just never really had to go through That her mom has to deal with with her Um, But it's nice, it's nice To get to see others That are going through, like, the same thing with you that you are, in other words, not with you. Um, do any of you have any, like, unique stories that you may want to, you know, shoot up over in the email? Um, I can make mention of. I can um, provide feedback. Whatever the case, baby, <laughs> I apologize again for yawning but um it was nice it was nice because honestly we by us having to leave CT and come down to a location where we know nobody we don't get to actually leave the house so it's really difficult like We're social, but we're not social, and my kids are exactly like me as well, which is crazy, but, like, we're social, but not social, so, um, we're awkward out in social settings as well, because it's not, like, our biggest thing, so we don't really have the extra funds to do extra things. I'm trying to get us out of this situation, which is why, like, my daughter did the GoFundMe page to see if we can, like, hurry up and move and get everything back on track because we have so many plans that we're trying to work on and just being where we are like it's not helping and not only is it not helping it's just deteriorating my mind even more and then now that the kids are actually asleep I can legit, legit be like completely transparent and not have to worry about one of them hearing me but like I feel like when I am telling whoever is listening that I don't know how much more I can take, I feel like they think I'm joking. But the sad part is I am so serious. I don't really, like, know. I feel like I'm going to have a whole mental breakdown and I'm not even going to notice it. Like, I feel like I'm going to do like I always do and just suck it up and work through whatever it is that I have going on because my babies are counting on me, and it's a struggle. Cause I sometimes need time to recoup. I sometimes need time to 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 re-energize myself again, so that I can, you know, be a good mom and provide my kids with what they need. But I, as of lately, I don't have that opportunity. And it is imperative that like, I get out of this situation drastically bad. Um, you no, know, I don't have a support system down here. And this whole not saying where we are is like really just irritating my soul. So I guess I'll probably just mention it here and whatever falls falls and whatever doesn't doesn't. But so we went from living in Connecticut to moving down to Virginia. Um, it was a last minute move. It was definitely not planned. It was more of, I ran. I had to run. I ran to save myself and my kids. And before you guys think it's like a crazy, you know, oh my God, somebody was trying to, to kill her or hurt her or like whatever. like. I don't know. Like, I just... I would love to know. Why is Hulu playing a commercial in the middle of a movie that I'm supposed to be watching? How does that work? I thought Hulu only played commercials during TV shows. I'm sorry, it's not like y'all care, but... I do, because I was just watching a movie, and if I was just watching a movie, why do I have, bruh, are you kidding me, like, they seriously put commercials in a movie, in who does that like it's bad enough that my financials are so bad I had to get this deal, which is a dollar ninety nine a month, or $29, dollar ninety nine. I don't know for some reason I'm hungry right now and it's not letting me really think. But a dollar ninety-nine and I'm watching a commercial in the middle of watching a scary movie while streaming can somebody please tell me what is the point of that I mean I just don't get it like literally just through my whole show out the window my whole topic like this is crazy Um, so we came down here, right, and like I said, um it wasn't a planned out thing um I was residing with okay, I was residing at my mother's house um our relationship had already gotten really to the bad, bad point um, I didn't even tell her that I was pregnant, she wasn't accepting of my daughter's father um originally, she was supposed to be house hopping. To nicer weather it just relax, and I was supposed to be taking over the bills at her house, her um um. Oh, sorry, her co-op, and I was gonna fix it up for her. That was my game plan, and I was supposed to be there only for a year, and that was supposed to allow me to put some money to the side, figure out what I wanted to do, because I already knew that staying in CT is not. Where I wanted to be financially was, like, too much. I was working two jobs, barely seeing the kids. Like, I did not qualify for food stamps, which really sucked. So we barely were eating. Like, I was losing weight instead of gaining weight through my pregnancy because we didn't have any food. Um, But things between my egg donor kept getting worse. Um, she was messing with my mentals and messing with my daughters and my sons. And it was just getting to a point where like my daughter was really wanting to kill herself more and more. And my son was starting to like feel like he was just worthless. Um, And that's when I started to realize Like my mom, like my egg donor Was really doing to my kids What she did to me growing up I just hadn't realized it before Because I didn't think she would be that evil Since they don't look like my sperm donor So like why would you hold anything against them But apparently I was wrong And Upon A lot transpired But um Let's see To sum it up kind of sum it up um like I said my mom didn't like my daughter's father who was my boyfriend at the time and it was all because of something else that happened previously so she wasn't happy with him being there at all but he was living with me because um he had been evicted from his apartment we weren't together when he moved in we have been on and off for a while now um Well, more off now than on, but um, by choice. Um, She just really didn't care for him. So it was bringing a wedge between all of us because my kids loved him. I obviously loved him. Um, Obviously, the baby loved him. Um, But she just didn't care for him and was making it really difficult for us to accomplish or do anything and uh, was really like, I feel like I had postpartum depression before I even gave birth. I am not sure if that is possible. I am not an expert. I am not a doctor. So please don't quote me on that. But personally, my personal opinion is that I had postpartum before I gave birth. So I was already like severely depressed before I gave birth. Um, And that was because <clears throat> this whole time, I am like legit legit having anxiety attacks but still making it to work um having panic attacks but still making it to work um I'm not eating cause but I'm still making it to work so I had a car he totaled it well first he I don't even know where to go like there's just too much but i'm trying to give you guys uh i'm like too transparent sometimes i feel like i shouldn't be that way but i'm trying to give you guys a summed up idea of like what like i can't even write these things if i wanted to like I, i i couldn't even make them up enough words like things that i go through sometimes i sit there and just be like but why why just like why did you have to go through that but anyway, so it turns out that the car that we did have that I had bought not even a year before, when he was so called doing an oil change after YouTubing to check, it just stopped working. Nothing was working. No matter what we did, nothing was working. So I had to, I was a shift supervisor, um, shift RX and front store supervisor for CVS. I used to have to catch the bus because mainly they had me opening. Um I used to catch the bus at 5 something in the morning. And where we lived at the bus did not come um to my neighborhood because it was too early. The earliest bus would actually make me late to work cuz I lived like two towns over. So I have I used to have to walk. Like I'm not sure if you guys ever been to New York, but I always considered New York blocks to be so darn long. Like, dude, when am I going to get to the end of the block? Like, seriously, like I feel like I've been walking forever. Like, come on, I can see all of New York, and I still didn't make it to the end of the block. <laughs> so I personally feel like, um, I would probably say it was like three New York blocks. Um, But now that we live down here in the country, hmm. Uh, the country don't even have no blocks because, I'm sorry, like legit, legit like yeah, it's kind of having New York blocks with some more more length to it, I guess you can say (laughs) but um so I used to have to walk from there doesn't matter if it was raining or snowing, um, and trust me when I tell you, I had to I had to walk in deep snow a couple of times. I made it to work with my feet and my pants legs wet. Um, but I used to have to walk. I kind of wish I can give you guys like something that everybody would know where it is. All right, you guys have to excuse me. But in my previous posts, I had mentioned uh, about like the roaches and how we have to get here and why my daughter created a GoFundMe page and the anxiety and and how they like trigger me. So right now, while I'm recording this podcast on my phone, it is is 1.38 in the morning and. There's a whole bunch of them in my room. There weren't ever really this much before as there are now and it's not allowing me to be able to go to sleep. It's just honestly like, I just wanna leave. I want to get up and I wanna leave and not come back. But I obviously know that I cannot do that because I have three kids that are counting on me. But this is like, it's. I can't even focus on what I'm telling you guys. Like, I feel like even posting this podcast is just going to be pointless. But at the same time, if I am trying to bring you guys into my world, this is my world. And if I'm trying to have others help me, I mean, be able to be a support system um, where we can help each other. Um... We have to be really transparent. I'm sorry, y'all, but, like, I wish y'all could see what I'm seeing. I mean, it wouldn't bother y'all if y'all don't have the phobia that I do, but... (sighs) I legit, legit just want to break down right now. But I know breaking down is not going to get me anywhere. And I really cannot have a whole mental breakdown Like, I cannot focus on my mental health because I have to worry about my two kids that have theirs going on. Thank God the baby is good. But, like, this is is this right here right now. I want to get up and and just, like, literally, for real, just leave. Like, I can't take this anymore, but I don't have nowhere to go. (sighs) We really don't have any money. I haven't been able to make it to work in three weeks. So I'm really trying to figure out how I'm going to make it back to work. And I work as an independent contractor. I don't make much an hour, but it allows me the leeway of being able to make my own schedule so that I can parent my kids, especially with everything that they have going on. Um, But right now, who's going to parent me? Because I just feel like I'm just going to to break down. I can't go to sleep. And I can't stay up because they're, like, everywhere, like... Why are they everywhere? And then... uh, At this point, I don't even remember what was the whole point of my original show. Because, like, they already got me at a thousand right now. And it's just... I'm trying not to get into a bad mood. I'm sorry, you guys, for sidetracking. It's hard living like this. It's not easy. It's really hard. It's difficult. It's 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 a hard walk. And it's a hard walk I have to do on my own. And then the sad part is, my oldest, oh my God, she's like, I have a unique relationship with each one of my kids. But my oldest has been through a lot more with me than the other two. And she's actually saved me from you know, committing suicide a couple times by just being there and just being the only thing that genuinely loves me. (laughs) Unconditionally, even when I make a mistake, like, I've bitten her head off plenty of times when she's done something, like, over the top or even little because of the bipolar and sometimes I'll realize it like right after and I'll be like oh my god I'm sorry like I didn't mean to rip your head off like that like I kind of meant to say this and I don't know what happened sometimes I can feel myself getting ready to like rip her head off and then I'll be like let's just talk later and I don't have to explain anything else to her because she'll understand that I'm just trying not to let the bipolar and anything else like um, dictate whatever it is that I need to talk to her about because I don't want her to feel any certain type of way And I don't want to accidentally, like, say something that, you know, is not cool because I'm going through my, you know, little meltdown and whatever the case may be. But I do know that, like, it's not an easy task. And sometimes I wish I could just have somebody who just understood, like, I don't need you to have lived what I lived. I don't need you to go through what I go through. But just to be able to understand is, like, such a blessing. I've never realized how much it's meant to me for me to be understood until now. Like, I feel like my poor YouTube channel, I got 22 subscribers, just not really going anywhere there. (gasps) Um oh. <gasps> my um Oh Lord, please help me. My Instagram has sixty three followers. Um I'm going to have to pause really quick. I will be right back. Alright, I'm back, y'all. <clears throat> Sorry about that. I um I'm just trying to find a way to just be okay with everything that's going on right now, and I can't find a way to do that. So it's kinda like oh uh, Had to bring myself back I had to regroup it real quick Mere Fabulous not tired I am your late nighter No let me stop <laughs> but anyways so long story very long story but Anyways, we came down here, a whole bunch of things transpired. I'm not sure if y'all really care to know this, um, but I ended up coming down to Newport News. I was staying with, uh, I consider her like an associate now, not a friend, due to what transpired. But we came down to stay with her. Um, she was supposed to be allowing me to get on my feet since I had just given birth The baby was, like, not even three months old, I think, or not even four months old, in other words. And I was on maternity leave. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to go back to work because of my bipolar and everything else being triggered and all over the place. Um, My postpartum was so bad, it was really, like, triggering my suicidal, like, horribly. So we, like, literally just popped up overnight because I couldn't find no shelter to stay at NCT. Couldn't continue staying where I was. My, um, at that time, and and currently at the present moment, is my ex-husband. I mean, sorry, ex-boyfriend. He, um, his routine was supposed to be, he was supposed to be saving his checks. And I was supposed to be covering everything we could with my money. Um, because I made more money than he did. So he was supposed to be placing his checks in the chest that we had, at the house and we were supposed to use that money to move before stankadoodle was born come to find out i found out like probably i want to say a month or two before i gave birth or like a month and a half before i was scheduled for my c-section that he did not save not one check not one dollar not one coin So the money that I was counting on for when taxes came as well to be able to help us to get out of the situation we were in and to allow us to have a roof over our head was no longer relevant, and I had no other way of making this work. So I was now like, are you kidding me? Like, why would it be okay to place the mother of your firstborn child and you already know that she already has two other kids that have stuff going on and doesn't get any assistance or help. Why would you put me in a situation like that? And then to top it off, the car that my loving bro, I won't say, because my daughter calls him now, I'm Um, My daughter bro, like my bro, like gave... Us a car for us to be able to have to me so I wouldn't have to keep walking and killing myself to get to work, especially during the snow. I ended up catching um, pneumonia. I mean, not pneumonia, sorry. I ended up catching the flu from catching the city bus and walking around in in that, you know, like snow and stuff. So when he gave the car, it made it a little bit easier, but. Okay, there's one thing I have to disclose. My daughter's father is way younger than me. Um, so he's still growing up, and at that time, he was just in the whatever. Um, he's currently 24 now, and the baby's gonna be three in May. Um, so yeah, so. Sometimes you would just go MIA and I would still have to take like the city bus and figure out how to get to work. And that just started creating my anxiety ten times worse than what it already was. But it was just kind of like, I just couldn't believe that the selfishness was so drastic. And it was just like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, for this, I would have been better off like way it was before. So... This is like so off topic, but it's not off topic um like I said, I knew he was younger. I had no intentions of getting into a relationship with him. um I really was not looking for a relationship. I was looking for a situation of friends with benefits, whatever the case may be. um I'm really particular about my kids. I just I don't bring just anybody around them. Not even friend wise as well, because my kids do get attached to people if they like you um, they're very affectionate, very caring, very compassionate, very loving, and I don't like for them to have to keep having people like walk out of their lives, so I don't really introduce them to just anybody I don't allow just anybody in my house. I'm a really strong spiritual person, and I believe that you know a lot of negativity can be brought in and not realized and Bad spirits and things like that. So I'm really cautious about who I'd be <coughs> letting come visit anyways, even if I wasn't just like a loner and know nobody right now. Um, I would still be the same way. Very cautious of like who I had coming over to my house. So, um I had originally like asked him when we st- started dealing with each other like my kids didn't know we were dealing with each other until like a whole year and some change afterwards my daughter already knew him because he worked at her school and then my son already knew him because he went to camp there um and they were both like in love with him whatever especially my daughter um she still is like that's like her dad even though she won't admit it but that's like her dad whatever um (laughs) I did ask him, like, a long time ago. I was like, hey, you know, when we were, like, towards the beginning. I'm like, listen, I really don't need a dude, per se. Like, if I choose to be in a relationship, it's my choice. But at the moment, if I had so much going on and I had to really focus on her and getting her together and making sure she was straight, I just didn't bother to, like, um... Why do people on tag still keep talking to me? I don't even bother to go on there. Um, I was like, hey, listen, you know, like, I don't, like, I'm just asking by any means, since, you know, we are dealing with each other on that level, and you're the only person I'm dealing with on that level. I want to have another kid. Do you mind just donating some sperm? Awkwardly, like, conversation. I didn't care. I still had it. And he was basically like, oh, well, i don't know how i feel about that because like i don't i had a mom and dad growing up like i don't want to have a kid out there in the world and i'm not being a parent and blah blah and like i you never know what's gonna happen between us so i was like okay cool whatever you think about it and me being the responsible adult and person that i am i always kept track of everything that was going on to make sure we were good so years down the line is when i finally ended up having our daughter but like and that was a big boob on my end seriously like that was the one time I really was not cautious or paid much attention and it was because we had just gotten back from a cruise I hadn't seen him for a whole like week um, mother nature was here when I came back from the cruise so yeah 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 y'all yeah, know what happened after that um mind mm. you we weren't even dating we were just again back in our old situation before we had started dating each other so he was like, no, because it isn't Edison. And then look, look, look where we are now, which you're going to find out down the line even more. But um, we're like nowhere right now, to be honest. And it's just, it's crazy, but it, we're like nowhere right now. So it's like he, he remembers he has a kid sometimes and sometimes if something is going on, he like... I don't know. Just pushes everybody away, but forgets that he still has to be a dad. Like, where's my turn off button? Where's, is, where's is my HR so that I can turn in my vacation time and and get like a couple of days off so I can recoup and not lose my shits. Like, why is it that everybody else gets the opportunity to do this but me? Like, that is the one thing that kills me about fathers that are not there. Or fathers that don't understand, or fathers that are selfish. Like, I can go on, and I'm not saying that my daughter's father is these things. I understand him, so I tend to not like really hound him because, like I said, I've known him for a long time, so I know like how he is. But it just gets frustrating because I don't get to clock out. Like, I don't get to say, All right, it's five o'clock, let me punch out. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't get that luxury, and even whenever I'm on a ledge and I'm trying to talk myself, myself, mind you how I said I'm trying to talk myself off the ledge, I don't have that luxury of doing that in peace and quiet. I have to do that while I have the baby jumping on me, while I have the two older ones arguing, and sometimes I have to literally stop and like really remind myself these are my kids and I love them to death. They're my world. They're the whole reason why I am here. Just breathe, relax, you got this. I have to keep reminding myself of that and, like, constantly keep repeating it to myself because if I don't, there's a possibility that I will, like, legit, legit forget and and just, like, snap or say something that's, like, utterly, like, jacked up. Sorry, but I'm thirsty, and due to the fact that we have no food stamps right now, and we have no income, we're limited on food and drinks, so we're pinching here and there. I was trying not to drink anymore. Because we still have a couple more to use to the first. But I guess talking to you guys. Happened to make me more thirsty. So I had no choice but to take some. (coughs) But anyway, so yeah. So we ended up not being able to move out. And then... what ended up happening I remember there was like a big old argument um cause my son was doing some crazy ass things that I just don't tolerate like I'm a really strict parent and back then they weren't di- excuse me I apologize for that back then they weren't diagnosed with the um the autism, the high functioning autism yet they just had like their bipolars <sighs> sorry not bipolars but um I apologize. Mood disorders, ODD, um, et cetera, et cetera, like, it's a lot of diagnosis, I'd be forgetting. So, he was doing something that, like, he legit, legit had no business doing, and it was, like, one of those things where it's kind of like, no, dude, this is definitely not okay. Um, so, at that time, you know, my daughter's the baby's father, like, my boyfriend, I was like, listen, um, I need to to talk to Booker because... Um, this is what's going on, and, like, this is just not cool. So, because he's a guy, um, and really tall, like, 6'2", I think, or 6'3", now, like, I'm 5'7 and a quarter, but he's, like, 6'3", I think, now, I'm not sure. All I know is he's always taller than me, so, like, whatever. Um, so he's, like, talking to Booger. Booger always cries, like, the world is ending whenever you're correcting him it does not matter if you're yelling screaming talking holding his hand whatever it's the end of the world but back then he at that time he was like literally throwing himself on the floor and screaming bloody murder when all the baby's father was doing at the time was just talking to him so like um my egg donor was upstairs in her room yelling downstairs, don't touch that boy, why are you beating him? Why are you abusing him? And I'm like, first of all, the woman who gave birth to him and almost died in an emergency section giving birth to him is standing right here. So I obviously know that my kid is not being abused. Second, why are you in my business that I am trying to correct my child? And then she's like, well, I'm going to call his father and I'm telling this and I'm telling that. And I'm like, well... Okay, um, you can go ahead and feel free to call and relay the message. That's not a problem, but while you are doing that, can you please ask him what is he doing for his child? Because not only is he financially not doing anything, he is also physically not doing anything. So unless I am getting assistance um, from him to help with our child, I can give a rat lickety legs because I don't want to cuss of whatever it is that you have to say to him because at the end of the day if I give my boyfriend permission to snap, pop whatever my child I'm within my rights as long as he's not being neglected and up in Connecticut is DCF not like CPC down here, CPS down here Um, so like I'm a mandated reporter so I know these things um, and he's also a mandated reporter as well. So it was like, can you just mind your business and just let me parent? I am telling don't who you think you talking to and F this and be that. And you know, this is exactly what she's saying to me. So I'm just getting really irritated and more irritated in mind. I'm already pregnant. I'm tired. He used to have to be outside for the bus by like 7 something in the morning. No, I think we were dropping him off at the were we dropping him off at that time hmm I can't remember now if he had the bus or we were dropping him off at the time um but it was like seven six something in the morning because his school started at seven he was in a charter oak and then what was I gonna say I remember, because I know he was getting ready for school, and I think I still had my pajamas on, because I remember the argument got, like, way more heated, he stayed quiet, he wasn't the one arguing with her, it was actually me, and then I remember getting so frustrated, because she made a comment that was really jacked up, and it just really took me over the top, and then I remember going upstairs, and she was like, oh, I dare you to go in my come in my room or something like that and I'm like look down on the floor your room is wood I'm on the carpet in the hallway but I really like need you to understand like you need to mind your business these are not your children your hatred for him is so drastic that you're hurting your own daughter and your grandkids and you don't care like and at that time I hadn't officially told her that I was pregnant so she was coming to hit me So I said to her, you know what, I stood right there and I was like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and hit me, hit me and give me the opportunity to call the cops on you for abusing me. Finally, after so many years of abuse, I can finally call the cops and said, you abuse me like and it just kept going. And like, it took my boyfriend, well, sorry, he's not my boyfriend, not my daughter's father boyfriend at the time to like pretty much kind of like snapped me back and, 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 and pulled me because the kids are crying, like, I felt so bad, and at that time, I felt like such a horrible mom, because I did something, I told myself I was never gonna, I was not going to allow my mother to get me at anymore, which is taking out of character, and it did end up happening, and then it happened in front of my kids, so they're like, literally crying, because they know I'm pregnant, like, they're worried, because I was having already health issues, and it was just a lot. So, she ends up collaborating with Booger's father, sperm um, donor, father, whatever. Um, and she tells him like the whole opposite of whatever of what actually happened is what she ends up telling him. So he, instead of talking to me. He's a trigger for me, which is why I didn't want, like, to relay where we are because he's he's a trigger for me. He really knows how to take me and and just, like, literally, he's just a huge trigger for me. So at this point right now where I am and where my booger is, we're not in a place right now to have to deal with his manipulations and things like that. So I'm trying to make sure that we get our mental th- foundation where it needs to be strong enough so that when we do have to cross that path, we're both mentally strong enough to be able to cross that path. There's other things in that story as well, but that is for another time. And I feel like that's also something that I may want to do a podcast with him with. Because it's kind of like somewhat his story to tell more than it is mine. Um, and hopefully his autism will be willing to function with me so that he can actually get across whatever it is that he may need to say. But yeah, so like, I, he goes to the school, I don't know what for, but I know like after my egg donor told him all, whatever, I never, I took him off of the emergency contacts for school because his motto was, well, it's my son, I can pick it up, whatever I want to, I don't have to tell you anything, and to me, that's not correct, that's not co-parenting. That's like always you manipulating the situation and making it seem like, hello, I'm the one that almost died for him. I'm the one that has a scar for him. I'm the one that's done everything from the moment I found out I was conceived until this day. Like, I can count on my hand the amount of times that his donor actually bought something or did something for him. And the majority of the time it was people's money that he didn't stole. So, like, it wasn't coming from his pocket. And then... I mean, I might be wrong, too. You guys can tell me. Actually, I really would love it if you guys would send me a message and kind of let me know if you really think that I'm wrong about this. Nobody's ever really given me their opinion, and I've kind of been asking in all different platforms, and I'm legit asking. But for some reason, people just don't want to answer my question. I don't know if you guys think that I'm, like, not approachable. I don't know what it is, but... I look at it as if I'm with my child 24 7, it is not my responsibility to keep the missing parent up to date. I feel like it's the missing parent's responsibility to check on their child once a day, like and call them at least once or twice a week, or call as many times as you want. I don't care. But I don't, I feel like I need to oh, well, so-and-so happened, and this is going on, and that's going on, and this is the suicide, and that's just that. Because if you're playing a part, you would know all these things, um, and there wouldn't be an issue. That's just the way that I look at it. So I'm not going to chase anybody to be anybody's parent. And I'm not going to chase anybody to be anybody's family member. And I don't care who's listening, and I will apologize to a certain extent if you guys take offense, but then I will not at the same time. Because at the end of the day, if I wake up to them and I'm going to sleep to them and I'm doing everything in my means possible while trying to stay as sane as I can, um, then I don't need to hunt down anybody to tell anybody how they're doing. I feel like you guys, they need to, like, whoever it is needs to hit up and, you know, contact us for that child and see how that child is doing. Um, but yeah, that's like just a whole nother avenue. But anyways... So he happened to have showed up at the school because he was pissed off because I don't have him on the list. And he wanted to pick him up, but he couldn't. So then supposedly, according to his story, because according to the egg donor is a different story. But according to his story, um, the egg donor had called right when he happened to be at the school and asked what he was doing. And he happened to tell him he was talking to um, Booker's principal. And she was like, oh, well, put me on speaker and proceeds to say how we were abusing Booker and all these other crazy accusations. So the principal called me and was like, Lynette, I'm sorry. I said, listen, I understand. Don't worry about it. I was like, you know, that donor is just using you now. Um, She doesn't fight fair like she plays dirty. So I was like, don't take no offense. It's okay. Like, I understand. He was like, I know Delano's not neglected." He was like, I know he's definitely not because he comes to school all the time. Like, he's dressed, he's fed, he's, you, you do. Like, he he's like, I understand. He was like, because there's times that you actually come at us for like not telling you something. So he was like, I know how you are. Like, we know how you are. So we know that he's not um, being abused. Um, but I had to report it because I'm a mandated reporter and it was, you know, mentioned in front of me. And I was like, no, I understand. No worries. So like, she's going to sit there and tell the kids, oh, I never said anything, I never called them, your mom is a liar, she wants to keep me away from you guys, but she's not gonna succeed, I'm gonna take you, and like, all these crazy things, and I'm sitting there like, let me tell you something. First of all, the amount of abuse and how screwed up I am now is a cause of you. So do you really honestly think, That I would allow, like, anybody to give you my kids? No, boo. Not at all. My apologies, but no. Most definitely not. Like, I would definitely, like, have everybody subpoenaed that knows what my childhood was like behind closed doors and be willing to tell our stories of what's going on. But I would not allow my kids to be, like, in that situation. No, thank you. So ever since that day happened my mom my ex donor like really took it against my daughter's father even more so i was the first time i told her that i was pregnant i wasn't really telling her because i didn't feel like it was any of her business because we didn't have any relationship at all um i did not speak to her i did not acknowledge her i would walk past her like she didn't exist it was either do that or end up in jail for committing murder and i have kids to raise and i was pregnant so I was going to do everything that I needed to do to just keep myself as sane as possible. And she was doing things to trigger me on purpose, deliberately. She knew I didn't want the kids eating candy, but she was out there buying Booker, like, big candy, bags of candy, and giving it to him anyways, even though she knew that I didn't want him eating candy, especially at certain times. And then, like, if I would call him because I'm trying to take away what she gave him that I did not want him to have and she knew this... She would turn around, call him back, and then be like, oh, don't tell your mom. Here you go. And give him some more. And give him some more. Like, are you kidding me? Like, who are you to defy me with my own child? Like, you're crossing a barrier that I would never cross. That's so disrespectful. Like, that shows right there how much of a per- you don't respect me as a person, and much less as a mom. Like, are you kidding me, dude? I've been doing a way better job than you ever did with me. And I never got no credit. Ever. Ever. Instead, all I got was her bad-mouthing me to anybody who would listen. But anyways. So when all that occurred, we ended up getting DCF in our life. They were like, you couldn't bring the baby to this house because of my mom and her hoarding. And all the stuff that she had. It was like a lot intertwined. So when we finally go to have you know the baby we had scheduled the c-section and i finally told booker about her because now i know the time is coming up and if he rats it to my mom it was pretty cool because we were almost there and it was just about getting through the pregnancy i was so afraid i was going to miscarry because i was told that i was showing signs of miscarrying um and there was a possibility that i was not going to be able to carry her so like i wasn't under a lot of stress and i had to keep myself from being under that stress and i was just like unbearable, like, for real, for real, like, it was just like, are you kidding me, how is this even possible for me right now, um, but I did it, like, you know, I succeeded, um, I definitely did it, so things got worse, um, did it not get better, um, she ended up bribing Booger to find out the baby's name, and to find out, um, when she was born, when she was going to be born, um, Booger couldn't say her name, um, good at the time so she so the egg donor actually thinks her name was a little bit different um and the reason why we didn't want her to know is because she believes a lot in the spiritual world like I do but she was trying to get the name and she was burning candles and things like that and I don't play with that stuff so nope I was not gonna allow you to see my child and I was not going to allow you to um like just have anything to do with my child so Booker told her when the C-section was supposed to be. And explained to me why this woman. This is how vindictive she was. We get home after the four days of being in the hospital. Now mind you. Because we were not in a good relationship. And like our relationship was dead. I had nobody to stay with my kids. <clears throat> and I didn't trust them to stay in the house with her. um, By themselves. So... I would literally... Like, this is me giving birth. Like, I'm so serious when I say this. And I can show pictures to prove if need be, but come on. Um... It was scheduled, right? So, we went early. Uh, My daughter had her computer, all her homeschooling stuff, because she was being homeschooled back then as well. And she's homeschooling. Like, I'm helping her through homeschooling while we're prepping for this C-section. Um... Booger was at school because I remember they picked him up for me and they dropped him off. So she was there with me the whole time. Um, actually, I don't even think they picked him up. I actually think if I had to walk and go get him because the hospital wasn't that far from his school. And then he was doing his homework. Like The nurse was like, wait, what are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? She was like, you're about to go in for C- your C-section in like an hour or two and you have the kids and you're homeschooling. I'm like, listen, just because I'm about to give birth does not mean that the mom world stops. It keeps going. So I have to still continue regardless. And then after I gave birth and I'm like recuperating in the room. And after we go goo Gaga for the baby, what is my daughter doing back in school? And I'm back answering questions while breastfeeding. That's the story of a single mom who has to do everything on her own. With no support and no help. Like, this was me. So, I feel like this segment's gonna be so long and you guys are just not going to listen to it all the way. So, I should probably stop it here. But, um... What was I saying? So, she found out the day we were having the the C-section and literally, we made it home, right, that day. (coughs) um The next day, we were taking her to the doctor because she had lost a lot of weight due to the amount of stress that I was under. And I like my milk wasn't coming. It was a lot, man. It was a lot. As soon as we get back home from the doctor knock, 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 knock. There was a, a marshal. And I just finished giving birth. I just finished getting home the day before from the hospital. My feet were so swollen. Like, it was so badly swollen. I was in so much pain, especially one of them. Like, I have horrendous pictures of how big and huge it was. And two kids with, you know, mental health issues. And she gets the baby's father removed from the house. So for a whole week until the court date, I had to do a whole newborn by myself and it forced my daughter, my oldest, to have to be the other parent to help me because I was struggling, I wasn't getting any sleep at all and I still had to be a mom to the other two and live in a condition that I couldn't think I couldn't breathe. I was sleeping in a basement that wasn't finished like I I was I was I was literally like crying every 5 seconds. I kept having thoughts of just putting myself somewhere and just, like, letting myself just fall or getting in the car with the baby and just crashing. Like, I was going through so much. And because he was young, he was not getting it. And he didn't understand it. And it was really sucking because he was just making matters worse for my mental health. And then to top it off... um, after all that happened and we go through back and forth to court and then he gets to come back home not even like a week later the brakes on the car like go so he is like stuck in new haven makes a whole new life and kind of forgets about us um whenever he felt like calling he was calling when he didn't he didn't so we ended up breaking up like it was horrible like it was just horrible and I know he was living his best life with his people over there. And they became his priority. And we were like, screw you. Like, for your birthday, for his birthday, he was supposed to pick up the baby because she was born May 23rd. His birthday is July 31st. 30th. Sorry, 31st is Biva's donor. Um, <clears throat> July 30th. And he was supposed to pick her up, you know, spend a day with her. Instead, he comes down with somebody else's baby, who he claims who he claims is his godchild. Dude, really, you've only been staying up there for two weeks and all of a sudden you have a godchild. Do you forget who you're talking to? Like, do you forget that I know that you're like an habitual liar, like Almost everything that comes out of him off is a lie, and sometimes I think you get confused with what the truth actually is. And I know these things, and I weed them out, and I know how to function. But at this point, you were supposed to pick up your daughter to spend the day with her for your birthday. And instead, you bring another kid with you who's I'm guessing, whose mom you were screwing and whose car you were driving. But because of however the seatbelts were set up on that car, he couldn't put both car seats And there was no way in heck I'm letting you take my newborn. And you are, you strapped in. Okay, I'm getting mad even thinking about this right now, to be honest with you. He straps in the quote-unquote godson, um, buckles him, good to go. But intended for me to be cool with letting him drive with the baby not having the car seat buckled in. Dude, are you out your rabbit mind? This is, that's not your kid. You didn't go half on that one. You went half on this one. I understand that's somebody else's baby. And mind you, don't get me wrong. I love Kiss of Death and I don't like, you know, I love Kiss of Death. But how are you going to be okay with overprotecting the one that you didn't go half on? But then the one that you did go half on, it's like, oh, it's fine. No, it's not fine. Where is the fine at? How is it fine? Like, are you kidding me? No, it is not fine. Not okay at all. Like, and he ended up not taking her at all. And it's like, it was like nothing. And I'm like, okay, cool, now a problem, whatever. This is how you feel, and this is how you feel. Like, I'm not going to force you to be a father. But then what happened? Things with my egg donor got worse. Things with boogers, um, sperm donor got worse. Things between the babies, um, father got worse. And here I am literally crying out for help and telling everybody I'm ready to kill myself. Is anybody listening to me? No. Am I getting any help or any intervention? No. Is DCF helping me? No. Nobody had answers for me. Nobody had solutions. Nobody had assistance nothing just more stress so i was just like you know what i'm gonna go live at a shelter whatever i don't want to put my kids in a shelter i never want to hit rock bottom have no choice now because it's either i'm going to kill somebody or i'm going to kill myself so i had to remove myself from whatever is triggering me i don't understand how nowhere in connecticut did any shelters have any openings not even domestic violence when I called them as well, they only had opening for two. I'm a family of four. So what am I supposed to do with the other two? Like, what type of mom would I be if I put two of, my kid, leave two of my kids in the torture chamber and just took me and the newborn? Like, that's not cool. And then to top it off, when I'm doing the intake for one of the shelters, I get told with, well, basically what's going to happen is since we know that your situation is just dangerous where you're living at if you don't put the kids in a shelter including the newborn um and you keep them there we're going to call dcf on you i'm like dude i have dcf right now so like what are you doing like are you kidding me like this is not helping me like you guys are just driving me to want to kill myself even more how is this helping me where is this helping me at so, with no shelters at all, having any space, I did not, I was not able to find anybody that I could stay with. Um, and l- realistically speaking, I didn't ask anybody if I could stay with them. Um, I was not going to do that. That's not the type of person that I was. Like, I was not going to do that. That was just not my game plan. Um, it's four of us. Like, everybody else that I really know up there, they have, you know, more kids as well. Like, more people, like, they don't have the space. So. After the lady told me that about the whole, like, the kids, um, I remember calling and being like, listen, do you still have your apartment available in Virginia that you were going to offer me? No, I already had a friend move in, so I'm like, well, I gotta go, like, I have no choice, so I'll just, I guess I'll just go to shelters in New York then. Um, but it was kind of like, no, come down, like, let's get on, you know, get get on your feet, Bob, or whatever, whatever, whatever. So, literally, that's how it happened, like, as a odd jokes aside, Monday, like, it was the shelter told me that. Tuesday, it was, we're packing everything, putting everything, um, in the baby's godmother's basement, which is still there, because I haven't been able to find a way back to Connecticut to get my stuff, but, um, we're putting everything there, and then, like, Wednesday, we're on the road kind of ordeal, and it was a crazy move. But I feel like everything that I'm going through right now could have been avoided if, one, I wouldn't have trusted my daughter's father to have been pulling his part. Two, if I would have just kept with how my model was, I wouldn't be in a situation that I am now. which I always had backup plans. But I loved him. And I thought that because you know he had a mom and a dad and he knew what it was to struggle he was going to do right by his daughter but boy was I so wrong and ever since then it's just been downhill and downhill and I'm still trying to get uphill and he's going through his stuff too honestly um he found out the grass wasn't greener on the other side I'll tell you that much so karma is kind of teaching him a little bit of lessons here and there which I don't wish on nobody. Because I mean, at the end of the day, that's still my daughter's father. And we're cool. Like, don't get me wrong. I have a lot of love for him. <clears throat> I have a lot of love for him. If I was given the option to pick between, like, my three children's father. If I could have, like, a long-lasting relationship. If I had to pick between the three of them. He would actually be the one that I would pick. Um most definitely hands down he would definitely be the one that I would pick um and it has nothing to do like there isn't anything extra special about him you know that would be like oh my god like this and that no it's not that it's just the simple fact that when he stops trying to please other people and he's his actual self he is the most loving affectionate supporting person um, when he's allowing himself to be himself. And I had a lot more good times than bad times with him. And just the way that he had loved my kids for a certain point were like was, like, amazing. So, I still have mad love for him. Like, I don't wish him any harm. Do I agree with half of the stuff that he does? No. Do I agree with half of the things that he does and how he does them? No. But you know what? I'm not his mom. It's not my job to you know, speak upon it. I can give it advice because I obviously want to see him succeed. Because obviously if he succeeds, our daughter succeeds as well. Because if both of her parents are successful, she's going to have us as role models and succeed as well. So all I really care about is us having a good parenting. I care about us parenting where she can feel loved and feel like there's no secret whatever she tells mom she can tell dad whatever she tells dad she can tell mom like you know if dad finds somebody or mom finds somebody we can all just be like one big happy stupid family why is this so freaking difficult (sighs) sometimes I just think I want everything a certain way that I know it's not going to happen because this is not the real world but I feel like I've been holding on to you guys like it's 2.32 in the morning and I've been talking to y'all for like an hour, I want to say. So, I'm going to end this podcast here. If you guys have actually gotten to the end of this, I greatly so appreciate it. Um, I tell my stories because I kind of hope that you guys are learning something from it. Plus, sometimes it allows me to release and let go. And at the same time, I really do want like input. Like, I really want suggestions. I really want comments. I want to vibe with you guys. Like, I just need to vibe. I need a whole community I can vibe. Like, I just need, I just need to vibe, and I need it to be known that there's no help for those like me. Like, like oh, I'm super hyped actually. So I have this friend. I'm just gonna call him Brooklyn right now. I usually always call him Brooklyn, even though I know he didn't like it back then. But I don't care. I still call him Brooklyn, anyways. He also has a couple of things going on. Like, I do. He has mental health as well. Um, And he does have an autistic son. um, But he has children with multiple different women. And some of them have a couple of things going on. So, I'm kind of supposed to be talking to him when the sun comes up later. um, About trying to see if we can get together and do a couple of episodes. Whether it be on the podcast or on YouTube. Because I feel like we would have a good discussion. And It'd be so amazing if I had the ability to like have people ask questions or whatever the case may be. I was thinking about doing a QA, <clears throat> I was thinking about doing a QA, I'm just not sure where I want to do it. Um, I'm not sure if I want to do it like on IG Live or if I want to do it like on Facebook Live or like you know, wherever. I'm just not 100% sure. Um, where or how to do it, but I do want to do a QA. I'm trying to get um, a support group created on the Facebook page for the life of a single parent with mental illness. I might change it to just um, life as a parent with mental illness. I think I kind of like that one better because I feel like some people are probably not paying it to mind because it's there's the single in it. So I may actually just take that out and just make it as you know life as a parent with mental illness. Um, I'm trying to create a support group, and I will keep saying this, and every chance that I get, I want to create a family where we can be supportive of each other. You may not have a situation like mine, or you may not even qualify in this, but if you know somebody who does, I would greatly appreciate it if you would pass (coughs) the information to them and give them the opportunity, because you don't know what they're going through, you know? You never know. You never know. And then sometimes even those that we think that are okay are actually not okay. But we will never know unless we share. So I definitely have to um end because I'm about to be using up. I got the warning. The maximum recording time for segments is 60 minutes. Keep an eye on the clock. And I already have a few minutes on the previous one. So if I want to be able to record this together, I definitely have to end this. But I would definitely appreciate it if you guys like, subscribe, share, comment, email, shout out. Um on my main profile, I do have all of my social networks on there and all of my contacts. Um you can check it out. Feel free, and up until the next segment, I may just read one of my articles and just put it up there. I'm really liking this podcasting because I could just talk. But I don't want to bore you guys either, and I feel like I'm doing that. Hmm. I may have to rethink this whole thing. All right, have a blessed day, you guys, and much respect.